0: The Buddha referred to the four establishments of mindfulness as our ancestral home. He also referred to the four establishments of mindfulness as the pasture in which we can graze. But the idea of it being our home or even this ancient home, ancestral home here. And it's very much a home, a territory, a pasture of our direct experience. The immediacy of what's happening now without the need of retrospective thinking, thinking back at what happened and analyzing it, but being present for experience as it occurs. And a real foundation for coming home to our direct experience is being in our senses, is the experience of the body. Sometimes there's a strong association of awareness with the mind. I believe that our general capacity for being aware is, at least as much involved with our senses in our body and how we sense and feel and experience physically, almost as if the awareness radiates from the body. Open body awareness And part of the discovery of practice is discover the value of connecting to our body. If there's a lot of emotions, taking time to feel that physically, what's happening in the body, as opposed to staying in the stories Or if there's a lot of thinking, it might be possible to feel that as a physical experience, the physical side of it. To be grounded in the immediacy of how it is physically. And then discovering how to be aware. So the awareness, the way we're paying attention is supportive, is itself a way of being without conflict with what's happening. So to bring all these together, the idea of direct experience, or embodied experience, discovering how to be with our body. You might take your awareness and let it settle in your right hand. Feel the sensations that are at play in your right hand. palm of the hand, and the fingers, and the back of the hand. And there might be tingling and vibration Pulsing. Warmth. Coolness. Pressure. Contact, touching. Heaviness, lightness. might be an ache, or there might be pleasure. And take a few minutes to just sense and feel the sensations, the play of sensations, the shifting sensations in your right hand. And as you do so, notice the quality of the attention that you have. Are you straining? Are you half-hearted? Are there any attitudes involved of being interested, eager, being bored, irritated, curious or alarmed? Gently, if possible, see how simple your awareness can be of the hand. Observing the sensations of your hand, the play of them, maybe like a delightful watching of raindrops falling on the surface of water. Sensations come and go, maybe in subtle ways. (coughs) Kind of like settling back and watching the clouds or the river flowing. Watch the ways in which the sensations of your right hand come and go and some stays longer than others. Even the ones that stay shift and change ever so slightly. Maybe relaxing the sense of watching from the control tower to almost like being in the hand with awareness, the way the hand experiences itself. And then gently move your attention shift your awareness to your left hand. Noticing how the left hand experiences itself in the form of sensations. You might notice that as you have awareness of these areas, a greater richness of sensations show themselves, appear, than if you don't keep your awareness there. as you feel the sensations of your left hand, how to be aware, so the awareness is not in conflict, it's relaxed, but also committed. As if you're almost like you let go into the experience of the hand, just to be there. where you tend to experience breathing when you're doing breath, mindfulness. In that area, bring the same kind of attention in which you felt your hands. Not necessarily focusing on the experience of breathing, but letting the sensations of that area Arise with greater sensitivity to sense and feel. Perhaps letting go of your thoughts so you can let go into the area of your body where you feel breathing. i go into the sensations of your body so a certain kind of sensing or awareness maybe almost arises out of your body So not thoughts about the body, not ideas of breathing. Maybe observing, watching the way you would watching a river flow, or the waves of the ocean, washing up and up and down against the beach. the sensations of breathing. Noticing how you're aware. Are you aware of straining or half-heartedly Is there any attitudes embedded in how you're aware that might feel extra? That maybe keep you removed from the intimacy of the direct experience? If something arises that's more compelling than breathing, allow yourself to feel, to receive, to sense how that is physically. If emotions are predominant, (coughs) what's that like? as a physical phenomenon, your body. Physically, how does your body hold emotions? What parts of your body get energized or alive with sensations? The shifting eddies and currents of the river of your body as sensations flow and move. If there's a lot of thinking. Perhaps you can relax a thinking muscle. Perhaps you can feel the physicality that's associated with a lot of thinking, the pressure and tension, tightness, agitation. perhaps observe that in a relaxed way, just more waves and eddies in the river as they flow. Being aware, watching, knowing in a relaxed way, clear way, here. The flow of the present moment. If you get involved in thinking, it's like you've gotten onto one of the boats as opposed to staying on your ancestral home, the the shore, the grounded place. where you can watch the flow of the river of life, river of a direct experience as it moves through your body It's okay to get off the boat. The refuge is here, aware of the body, Receive the changing flow like you would watch the river of breathing coming and going, the sensations of in-breath coming and going, out-breath, here, So yesterday in the talk, I made the distinction between the ideal and the obstacle to the ideal, maybe the hindrances to it. And if the ideal in this practice is to be present for our experience, there's lots of things that seem to get in the way of that, hindrances among, among them. But rather than treating hindrances as hindrances, rather than treating obstacles as obstacles, it's possible to be clearly aware, to be present for the thing that was the obstacle, the thing that took us away. And if you're aware of it, if you're present, then you're in that ideal place. You can be present with the very thing that's taking you away and then it's not an obstacle. But sometimes when we think there's an obstacle and then we turn our attention towards it, it goes along with the idea that I have to get rid of it. It has to stop. And so we carry with us that attitude and bringing attention to it. But in fact, the there's something to be discovered in that being fully aware of this thing that was the obstacle. The thing might still be there, but then, but we're present. That's what we're trying to do: be present with that. It might slip off easily, but then we start again with it. Start again. So, if there's strong desire that pulls us away from the present, or strong aversion, or strong thinking, to wake up into that. It doesn't have to go away for us to be present. And one of the ways to be present is to be present in an embodied way. To be present physically with the experience. It's a little bit of a protection from getting too much into the stories or analysis or ideas to just because the, the physical experience of something is not the story so the physicality of having desires or physicality of having aversion, the physicality of thinking a lot just going kind of to be, be to be with be be present for that whatever's going on through kind of the lens of the embodied experience I don't know if this works for other people, but uh, for me, one of the ways that I sit is to, I kind of let my awareness settle into my body. And so it's kind of out of my body that, um, flowing that I'm aware of what's happening. And that's a open, relaxed way of being present for whatever's happening. And we find that in the teachings of the Buddha, he gave a lot of different instructions and descriptions of practice. But the practice that he was most enthusiastic about, at least in terms of the record, where he clearly was enthusiastic about it and stressed his importance in many different ways, was uh, awareness centered in the body, awareness of the body, through the body. So I like to think of it as open body awareness here. So you might on this day of the retreat, stay close to yourself, stay close to the world that's here for you, the world of your senses. So if even if you're seeing something in the distance, Maybe there's a way of staying close so that you really kind of, kind of sense or with the, the sensing of that is here. That your mind hasn't gone there looking at a tree in the distance. You're not there at the tree. So you're more here in the experience receiving the here, a sound received here in the senses. But to stay close in to the place where direct experience arises where your world is born moment by moment. There's something more marvelous about coming to our senses here and our senses and our sensations of the body. The way of experiencing being close and for those of you who find it useful, it might be nice to kind of stay close into your little like awareness bubble as you go about. Some people find at this point in the retreat that in order to stay close and intimate and connected and not drift off in thought too easily or concerns, uh, it can be helpful to be slower, go about slower, but you do, slow walk slower, and most places than except going up and down the steps if people are behind you. And um, though sometimes it's more supportive to walk faster, whatever's most supportive for you, but the idea is to be able to stay close and be connected to the present moment. It also can be nice to take a, uh, a period of time, like a sitting, or a walking period and a sit and treat it as like one block of practice time rather than three discrete ones. And so when you get up from the sitting, that you're still very much in the practice mode where you tend and care for that practice as you get up and as you walk out and go to your walking place. And certainly if you have to have to go to the bathroom or do something, you can, but, but kind of think of it, just kind of in your mind, like, oh, this is one continuous stretch. And you're not gonna, you know, wander off someplace like I don't know, away from the practice during that time. And then I find a little thing I'd like to offer for you that might be supportive. You can you can experiment and see if it's supportive for you. Is that you all have a Sangha service job in the morning and um I I suspect that most of you have mastered it by now, that uh, now, don't just do it now to get the job done, kind of enter into the work as a mindfulness practice, as being there with your body, being fully present for it. And if you've learned, if you can, if your particular job is, you know it well enough, then you've mastered it enough that you can kind of do it quickly, Um, don't do it quickly. Kind of like try to be present for it to do it the full span until the bell rings. Or maybe you can, some jobs you can just look around a little bit and see anything else that needs to be cleaned right here. So you kind of engage in this kind of embodied practice of work. And so that you don't end up with kind of with a gap in practice because You finish your job and breakfast is not happening yet. I certainly hope you enjoy the work meditation, the Sangha service, your day today. May it be a good day to practice. This morning Dawn will be sitting in on my practice questions. And uh, I'll be meeting with people in room 100, which is just uh, down the hall, then to the left from where the elevator is. And Andrea's in room 1, off the main main room downstairs. And um, we're looking forward to meeting you. Thank you.